0: Welcome everybody to another edition of the Car CarCast as we try to work on having real introductions and I make fun of Sean's inability to do so at every possible turn. As on this Tuesday night, the Stars beat the Calgary Flames 2 to nothing, And just like that, good feelings back in the fan base after a sour loss on Saturday night against the Winnipeg Jets. In case you don't know, because you're new to the CarCast, I'm Owen Newer, he's Sean Shapiro. I'm trying not to get into an accident, and Sean will be taking your Twitter questions if he indeed remembered to ask for them.
1: I did. Okay. I did.
0: So, uh, let's get this out of the way first, and then we'll talk about the game. Sean is in an extremely good mood because he just posted his story, and one of his tidbits tonight included a note, or as Sean likes to put it, a fun fact. About the Gal Stars team plane and what it does or doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, you got the response you were looking for. Yeah, well, good. that story. Clearly, and we actually, our first question was: what is uh, Tom Gilardi going to pony up and buy Wi-Fi for the team plane? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want to save that for the lightning round? So we can save that for the lightning okay, round. Okay, well, all right. But, uh, we'll bury our lead. Yes. <laughs> but the. Uh... So good for. Good win, relatively for the Stars. Good win. Every win is good right now. It's a great result. Every, every a great result. The, you want to play better, but uh, at this time of year, against especially against the opponent you were you are playing in Calgary, um, every win is a good win. Um, it doesn't really matter how it happens. That's what you figure out the next day and try to pick up more wins later. So. Maybe not, not the cleanest, or the, it was a bit sloppy, it was a bit disjointed with all the penalties tonight. On both sides. On both sides. Um, and Calgary was the better team, but you got the win, and that's what's important. Yeah, indeed. And there are nights, and lately I think the team hasn't had great
0: performances, and the centers in those games haven't been great as well. The last really great games were, of course, Kari in Los yes. Angeles, Yes, was very good. I thought Bishop was fine in Anaheim, but they didn't get a result. They were I thought they were the better team that night. And then, of course, Ben Bishop's game against St. Louis a couple weeks ago back in the AAC. Mm-hmm. Sandwiched around that were uh, Snickers against Vancouver, San Jose, Winnipeg. Too many recently to be comfortable with. And your six-year, $30 million contract for Ben Bishop
1: or a for nights like this. Yeah, he was... There's a couple things that he was really good on tonight. Um, the obvious is the 30... stopped all 38 shots. He was perfect on every shot he faced. Um, but the things that I thought he was really good at um, were... He was just... He looked composed again. Um, there, he had gone through a stretch where... He'd go through a stretch even the worst was in that San Jose game where he just let a four five, which was obviously bad, but you could see from the beginning of that game where he wasn't his call composed and didn't have that demeanor. It's, it's and When he's like
0: that, he's at his best. It's it's, clearly, he's very unflappable. And he looks really
1: stoic in the net. And there's something else tonight, too. Where I, I talked to him a bit after. So after we, uh, I talked to him in the locker room after we finished our formal media availability where I asked him, because to me, and this is a goalie nerd thing, where he looked a little bit deeper in his net tonight. Um, to me. He was a little bit deeper in the, in the crease. Um, and I asked him if that had anything to do with sometimes you see goalies play a little deeper in their crease on the penalty kill um, just because it's, it, gives, it gives you a little bit more reaction time to maybe read a tip or something like that. Also, it's easier to cover your far post you don't get yeah. stuck out of the net as much. Yeah, so I, I asked him if, if there was something where, if that was anything intentional tonight, because it seemed like he played a little bit deeper. And he said it wasn't intentional, but it was something where a lot of situations just kind of read for that. And, but it was something that I kind of, it was kind of neat to see that, um, just because him seeing him reading a situation, him doing that, and then he makes six saves while shorthand, six saves while his team's on the power play today. Um, three gigantic three ones. Three in the end of the second period, which can happen. Yes. And, yes.
0: Okay, fine. You give up the first one to essentially a backdoor pass to TJ yeah. Brody, and he steals one, and you go, okay, fine. Yeah. He saved you. And then you give up a two-on-one, and Station has not one but two cracks into the shot, and he stops both of those. I mean, that's... If it wasn't the five-on-three in the first period, it was those in
1: the second that kept the stars in the game. They were winning two to nothing. And that was... I, I couldn't help but laugh when I was transcribing the quotes after the game, because Ben says Ben, when I asked him about that, about those saves while uh, the stars were on the power play, he said he thought his teammates did a good job getting back and making sure they didn't get three or four whacks of it. And I know he—I know, right know, know he's doing—he's doing his best job to detract to, to, to credit from himself as much as possible. But I couldn't help but laugh because. You're not supposed to give up six shots when you have the power play. If you get, if you get, if you go a stretch of five games, you shouldn't give up six shots against while you have you the power play. You're giving up third and fourth opportunities, short-handed, ever. Let
0: alone in back-to-back opportunities. Yes, that's very true.
1: Um, so, while there was after Ben Bishop, um, some players, I thought. Kind of great games tonight. Devin Shore was great tonight. One of Devin Shore's better games we've seen him play this year. He had a great start, a couple of chances early, and I'm sure
0: you noticed if our fans didn't earn a bigger role inside the first period, where he started off as the left wing of the checking line with Foxa and Pitlick, and he was good, created a couple chances, and all of a sudden he's out there playing in the top six. continued to play well and actually allowed, I don't know if he forced Roussel back down or just it allowed them, hey, Ken hishcock to put Roussel back where
1: he really should be with... And there were a lot of balls in the air juggling today, were, yeah. right? there were a lot of balls in the air juggling today. Yeah, yeah. Liked, um, yes, Yanmark yeah. yeah. ended up with Ben and Radulov
0: yeah. in the third a bit, sure was there in the second. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting... Uh, mix that Hitch still said he hasn't figured out yet. Yeah, and I thought Shore looked really confident
1: for one, which is something that...
0: Uh, he also was going hard to the net, net, which is his strength, and we always say, look, you remember a couple years yeah. ago when he was a rookie in the AHL and he led the league before he got hurt. He was and the best player in the AHL before he got hurt. And you said none of his goals were from distance. No. All around the net. Well, he can still be that guy mm-hmm. in the NHL. I don't know if he's a 20 to 30 goal threat, I think he could be if he plays the way he does right, the way he did tonight. And that's the thing. One of our big issues about the trade deadline was that the Stars didn't address the secondary scoring like we have said that they've lacked. When the Ben Sagan and Radulov line wasn't on and carrying the team, the team has struggled. Occasionally they'll get secondary scoring from, you know, Shore, Yanmark, uh, a pit like Fox over Sel, but... Ultimately, for a large part of it, it's really been a struggle to get goals outside of those big three or add Klingberg into that mix as well. Tonight, they got that from Shore, Um and Yanmark and had another good game, and Richie had a good game. He's started to maybe wake up a little bit. He had an okay game. I disagree with Hitch. He had three quality scoring yeah, chances. Yeah. He played some Man. decent time on and retrievals on the power play. I'm not saying he's in your top six, yet. I'm just saying that <laughs> richie, compared richie, to richie. being in, uh, invisible,
1: he actually was, he was better on the power play tonight. I will give him that. But I don't I'm not giving I'm not he giving could R- have had a couple goals tonight. I'm not giving Richie the praise where to the level that Hitch was saying where he's been was very good. I'm not on that. I I'm I'm think good. that's a, that's on the scale. Yes. But I think ever since the Anaheim game he's had better
0: performances. And if he can continue to play a physical first,
1: maybe the goals will come. Maybe, but I thought, I thought he was better, but I'm not. putting... Oh, no, no, yeah. no, he's not there. Yeah, he, but he—it's
0: an improvement over what it was, which was and eh. yeah, he was very eh. and so there's still a lot. There's still a lot to get over there. Eh, yeah, if you want to go that way, I, I, I'm encouraged because I still want to see him be able to find success with Dallas. I think he can, but. The only person that's gonna make it happen is him. Correct. I have to play the hard nose physical it's not the take it easy and then dangle and shoot. Yeah.
1: Well he one thing that he and Shore both have the opportunity here they have the opportunity to make people, because there was a lot of backlash on social media. I read the comments on my story. I read there was a lot of people who weren't happy that the Stars did nothing at the deadline. Yes. Sure. Um, now, if Shore, and see, he's not, there's 20 games remaining. If Shore 19. Can, well, 19, 19 after tonight. There's 20 yeah. going tonight. Right. Um, if Shore can be, if Shore and Richie can start putting the puck in the net on a semi consistent basis. Yes. All of a sudden you got what you were hoping to acquire with a maroon or a grapner right. with for free. Now they have to do that. There's no there's no they did one of them did it tonight, if one of them does it if one of them does it for each of the next every other game, then great. But. Right. Uh So there's an opportunity there for them. And I actually asked Devin Shore about that after the game. If he sees an opportunity just with Jim Neal not acquiring another player... Because those guys would lose ice time if they did. Does he see an opportunity? He said, yeah, it's something where he looks at it, and he looks at it as a chance to go and prove to both himself and to the management that he can... That he should be considered one of those players. And he should be, and he's more of a a higher role. Um, It will be interesting to see because... um, Jason Dickinson will probably be in the lineup on Thursday. I had the feeling as well. The question is, look, Jamel
0: Smith played less than five minutes tonight. I actually thought he stood out and had a couple good shifts. He just,
1: between all the penalties and well, the low score of the game, he didn't play. Well, Jamel Smith's problem, and this is the problem that keeps him out of the lineup, is he, Ken Hitchcock doesn't look at him as a special teams player. Yes. And, that's, and that's, that's something that, there's nothing else I feel bad for Jamel Smith in this in, in this range element because there's nothing else Jamel Smith can do. This is right. this is something where it's on the coaching staff to say, well, let's give him a try on special teams. They haven't. They're not going to. It's going to be a hard time thing.
0: with the guys that they have, especially with Ben and Sagan both killing yeah. right now, for them to say, we're going to pull either one of those guys for Jamel Smith. Exactly. So, But that- actually, again, I saw a couple moments when he did play tonight in the limited last okay. time that he had where I went, ooh, okay, he's, yeah. he's not a liability. He actually made something interesting. But the problem is, like you said, Limited opportunity to make an impact and not getting a chance when the game isn't calling for four lines being rolled to be able to make that impact.
1: Yeah. It's. Uh, so
0: the, it would, the obvious I one to me, it, Sean, is that Dickinson would come in and center the line of Spets and Richie, which would be the fourth line. Because yeah. I yeah. thought the way that Shore and Ellie and Yanmark have played, they don't deserve to come out of the top six right now.
1: Uh, I would like to see. Oh, I, no, no, no! That's I, a different question. I would yes, like okay, to see yeah, those yes. guys. So a couple okay, of those okay, guys working together. Yes, yes, you're right. What, what, based what, on what, performance? Though. What will probably happen? In what, I, in what I would do? I, th- I personally, I think I just look at skill and I look at talent, and I think Ramielli's done a nice job, but I think. I would give Jason... You're trying to get more offense, and you're trying... And Remy L even had an so assist tonight. So are you going to
0: put Dickinson on the wing in your top six, or are you going to put him in the middle and push Jamie Ben out of the second? I think I would put... I would don't, take, don't get me wrong. Right? I would love to see Dickinson to. between Ben and Radulov. That's what I would do. But I don't know if he comes in from the AHL and goes right to your center, your second line, and arguably two of your biggest impact players. I don't think he's going to, but I'm telling you what I would do. I would would not do it for the next game because I don't think he's there. But what I would love to see is Jason Dickinson play into that role. Because then you could have Ben on the wing and still take draws if you need to, Sagan, Yanmark. And Elliot Shore, depending on who's playing well enough to be there, mm-hmm. and then you
1: have roussel Fox, and Pitlick, and, and yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I, and, but I would. Here's why I would do it now because I think the reason it works, and you say, "Oh, putting a guy at center, it's a big responsibility." Both Jamie Benn and Alexander Radulov are players that create from the wing. Of but, course. And so if you put Jason Dickinson there, while he is technically the center, he is still playing off the other two, and I think it, it's a. That's what I would do. Now, that's a lot of trust to put in a younger player that I don't think Ken Hitchcock will do, but that's something I, I don't would do. I not think he'll do. do it for Thursday's game against Tampa. No, but it's something I would try. Uh, right. I, it's, it, like I said,
0: it's something I look forward to. All right, moving on. All right. You want me to go to the questions? Let's light
1: round it up. Okay. The uh, first question that came in from Zach, good many Zach listeners. Hello, many Zachs. Uh, Exactly first. When is Ghilardi going to pony up for inflate Wi-Fi for the boys? All right, this is your story, you So, answer. the Stars team plane does not have Wi-Fi. Um, I don't understand how that's possible. The, uh, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. So this this was in my 2020 after the game tonight, because I had talked to Flames Captain Mark Giordano this morning about how he and the, uh, the Flames were in flight during the deadline yesterday, and during the trade deadline yesterday, and they checked their phones before they took off, um, but they had to kind of wait to catch up on everything until they had one player log on and check everything and on the, the Wi-Fi on plane. the plane. And I had mentioned how it would have been interesting if the starters had been in transit during the trade deadline; they wouldn't have known. They wouldn't have known what was happening because they have no in-flight Wi-Fi. And I'm assuming no in-flight cell
0: service. I would assume so. I would assume, I, would assume, I, would assume, I would assume that. They're not using the aircraft
1: uh, communications yeah. to, hey, can you let us know who's been traded? I, so I was thinking about it this way. So it's it's. I was thinking about it this way, because uh, when I was flying back for myself, not on the team plane, in a separate flight from L.A. to uh, Dallas the other day, my flight, I knew it took off about an hour after the team plane. And I knew I was in a good spot that a trade wouldn't happen because Jim Neal was on the team plane. So the chances that he can't be con- talking to you because Jim Neal didn't camera. have Wi-Fi or connectivity. Uh, interesting thought. That's so that that was actually that's why I felt confident when I was on my flight from L.A. to that Dallas a that I wouldn't miss a trade or anything like that because Jim Neal yeah. was on the team plane without Wi-Fi. That's a very interesting <laughs> logic, but, but you're
0: probably right. But
1: these are the thoughts that go through. These are the thoughts that go through your head when you're thinking about, do I pay for the in-flight Wi-Fi on my flight? <laughs> this is what George Carlin
0: would say, these are the thoughts that kept me out of the really good schools.
1: <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, I don't know if Tom will uh, pony up and buy in-flight Wi-Fi. I don't know if it's on Tom Gillardi to do so. I don't know if it's on his uh, to-do list or not. Well, no, I don't know if it's uh,
0: his responsibility really? or, or where the, the company that has the planes, I think yeah. it's one of the labs' planes, but... Yeah. Anyway, we're not on those planes, so we don't know. Um,
1: not yet. The uh, next question: Do you think the stars will make a bigger move over the summer after staying stagnant at the deadline? Um, I think there is a move. Yes, bigger. Yeah. Well, anything's bigger than nothing. Yes.
0: But I think the stars will make will, will not be inactive during the summer. And also, they could
1: make the biggest move. They could make the biggest move by signing Tyler Sagan to an extension. That could be a big move. After July 1st. Yes, right.
0: Um, So that would be a big one, and they probably won't mess around with it, I don't believe, especially with the way he's developed. Yes. You know, coming into this season, there was, I think, some, uh, some people may be questioning whether or not Sagan would be worth $10 million a year or around it. Um. Not because they didn't think he was a good player, but because he wasn't considered to be much of a
1: defensive. Yes, yeah. he wasn't. A, he wasn't a true number one in the to use the a, term. A that true two-way yeah.
0: center yeah. Now he's clearly showed developed that part of his game this year and proven that he can indeed do that and yeah. may even get better. His faceoffs have been fabulous. He's out in all situations. Um, yeah, I don't think this, I, the Stars didn't mess around with Jamie Ben. They didn't want to insult him. They, they paid him. And I think they're going to treat Tyler Sagan pretty similarly. Yeah. But that I, actually is not what I was thinking of. I think there are some other moves they might try, including possibly move Jason Spetsa because they can do that during the offseason.
1: Yeah, I think they'll try to do that. Um, I think they may also look into a. Uh, if they decided, John, here, this is just a yeah. thought we had today.
0: If they decided that Spencer is somebody they don't want to have on their roster next year, I don't know if that's something they're definitely going to think of or not, um, but just speculating here. Um, he has a, one year left at $7.5 million. They can buy him out for two more years at two point five a year. That saves them $5 million on the cap next year, which is a massive amount, but then they lose $2.5 million on the cap the year after that. They could also trade him and retain 50%, assuming that they had to do that. They might not have to retain, but if they did up to 50, which would be 3.75, and that would be only for one year, again, saving 3.75 million on the cap. I think either one of those situations, if they determine that they that say, that Spets is not going to be one of their top six, because that's really what it is. It's not that Jason Spets can't make an impact and a positive one on the team. It's is he worth $7.5 million playing right now in a fourth line role with power play
1: time. Yeah, I don't. So, I think the stars will try to do that. I just don't see it working. I think. Oh, well, I think they could find a taker for half half salary and uh, maybe but, something else. But I don't know if they find the taker that Jason that will be on Jason Spez's no trade list. Possibly. So but we'll see. I mean, again, yeah.
0: you could do the buyout, yeah. and it would
1: cost them. So I think they'll try. I just I'm not. I don't just know if they'll co- do I'm, it or not. I'm not confident that they'd be able to make it right. work. Right. Um, next question here from uh, Robert. Uh, with his post-game comments, was Hitch hinting that Jamie Benn is coming off the top power play, or is that remark pointed at someone else? Um, when I first heard that, you were, you were there. Yes, you were in the room. I was. not so yes. I just
0: heard it. So uh,
1: when I first heard that, I thought maybe um, he was talking about that complete unit. I, I didn't. I don't know if it was pointed at just that complete unit and shuffling things up. I hadn't. I didn't think. I hadn't really broken down who would come off directly. Um, the first thing I thought about, just because I've been pushing for it all year and you've heard me push for it, is I thought, well, if he does this, maybe Radic Fox will actually power play. Right.
0: Him. And we've asked to Pish before, and he said he thought that was a lot to ask of him because he's already giving him uh, top line defensive duties plus penalty kill,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and thought that might be too much. Fox, uh, when asked, we asked him about it, he said, no, that's fine. And yeah. He didn't think that that was too much at all. But yeah, yeah. Every, of course, every player wants to play.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I think. Thinking about it, I think it's something that could have been aimed at Ben. Um, he also had a great assist to set up the power play goal. He did. To save um, you look at... Uh, Spezza hasn't really had much success on the power play, so he may be talking about just that power play unit. Right, because uh, there uh, are two units to think about. It, it, it is, it'll be interesting to see what he does, because Hitch loves to coach and needs to coach, so on his drive home tonight, I'm sure he already reworked the line six times. Sure. Um, Right, it's
0: hard for coaches that are into it to stand pat when things aren't going swimmingly.
1: Last one for tonight. Um, What's happening to Jamie Benn? Why is he playing like that? Um, There's not really a good answer to this because we don't, because Jamie Benn tells us nothing's ever wrong with him.
0: Could he just be, you know, I mean, he he did have a nice assist tonight. Could he be in a goal slump? just that it?
1: He could be. He could be in a slump. He could be. I mean, but he's not, for me, it's, there's not as much of a, uh, you're not seeing enough of him impacting the game overall. The eye test isn't working for me right now. You need to see more from him. You need to see more from your captain. Um, whether that's a, maybe he needs, whether whether that's an energy thing or whether that's really he's hurt, I'm not sure what it is, but. Either way, that's something the player has to figure out, and it's hard to dissect with X's and O's and everything like that because we talked about Jamie then going into beast mode or whatever. We haven't right. we haven't seen that in a while. There's not really an X or O where it says, "Oh, he needs to go into beast mode." Right. It's it's more of an actual. There are some mentality. games where he just
0: finds a way to take over and looks like the best guy on the ice, looks unstoppable. There's other nights where he doesn't,
1: mm-hmm. and more often than not, he doesn't. He's looked rather pedestrian lately. Um, it's really up to the player. That's the problem. Thing we don't really have a good answer. If <laughs> he, he
0: even like lately, I haven't th- thought that he's he's been laboring with anything. If he is, he never admits it. Even, never even, say. Even if he was a couple years ago, I mean, we thought he was. Even yeah. last year, I think there was a stretch where we thought maybe that was the case, and he says, "No, no, I'm fine." So I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, we don't have any reason to from him to suggest anything else.
1: Nope, so frustrating because you just like to see him maybe go into that spot where he actually takes over games because he hasn't done it in a while. Of
0: course, remember, too, that he is a target for other teams defensively because he's a threat, so maybe it's just simply some nights he has a good matchup and it works, and other nights they're trying hard to shut him down. Yeah, but I— He is the captain of the team, after all.
1: I still have higher expectations, and I'd like to see him do more. But that's me. Um yes. Stars have a uh, big game, big test against Tampa. Well, every game is a big test now with 19 games remaining, but Tampa Bay is a very good team. Um, A very good
0: team. And a team that back when the Stars were not playing well on the road did not do well at all. No, not at all.
1: So um, interesting to see. We will uh, be back
0: after uh, the game against the Lightning. We will. And so as Sean comes to close again, we'll say adieu. Thanks for listening.